We only have the best. This is Ryan Boulder. How's it going, everybody? Got a lot to talk about today. Uh, if you've heard my new intro song, I'm I'm working on it. There's there's definitely more that could be tweaked, but I'm definitely working on it. I think it's good for for the next few episodes at least. Well, yeah, lots of stuff going on. So I'm gonna focus on social media a little bit. I've been kind of poking around, asking questions, trying to do my own little bit of research. Uh, more recently, I had asked a question on social media that addresses like seeds versus clones, right? See, you know, we talk about cannabis a lot because we sell cannabis seeds and cannabis derived products. So this is kind of what that conversation was about. And it was interesting to see all of the uh, responses and answers I've had, we had answers for seeds, um, <clears throat> people concerned with preserving the genetics or um, reducing contamination, basically. Uh, no outside uh, issues from a different grower, supplier, or whatever. Starting from seed would be like the safest option, um, most stable option. Probably more of an exotic option, I would say, if you're trying to, from what I've, <clears throat> feedback I've gotten, people like uh, the uniqueness of some of the strains that you can only get from, you know, by seed, just however. <clears throat> then we got clones, and clones is a very fast way to get uh, a lot more plants really fast. And people do... Is a maintain a mother plant because generation of clones, you know, a clone being cloned from a clone being cloned from a clone, it starts to de- it starts to diminish the potency of the plant itself. So if you're looking to get high THC concentrations and larger yields, every time the plant is cloned you're reducing the chances of that happening every single time and who knows really when you've gotten a clone you know it could be you know uh first generation it could be a second generation it could be a tenth generation you know just not really 100 percent confident and that's where getting reputable genetics comes in hand right we've partnered up with a couple comp- cannabis companies to bring you guys safe, effective, high-yielding, high-testing cannabis genetics. Reach out to us, visit our website, cbdsurgeons.shop. That is our online store. Going to move forward with the main content of the day, my interview with Jeffrey J. I'm not so certain he would... Uh, like me calling him a mycologist. However, he is a very experienced mushroom cultivator. And he's got a lot of wisdom and knowledge to drop on us. Don't usually do 
interviews on audio only. However, I am going to do it with him. Now, Jeffrey, he lives, and he's going to explain this as well, but he lives in what they call a border town. And I'm going to give some context to this so for people to really understand it and get a visualization. He lives off of a Native American protected reservation, what they call a border town. Border town basically is where people from the reservation come to buy their stuff, go do whatever, and then go back to the reservation. Well, this is where he's at. He doesn't live on the reservation, but he is still very much attached to the reservation. So I would like to know, how did you get going in this direction, my friend? Uh, got into, I guess, this direction when I was uh, advancing my uh, addictions and I, I heard of someone selling some magic mushrooms and I wanted to escape this reality because I was miserable, uh, thinking it was like marijuana or cocaine or something like that. And then I felt love for the what I feel was the first time in my life. And uh, that gave me all the hope I needed to just hang on in there for like 11 years. And, uh, and I, and so between here and there, I started uh, growing my own mushrooms. And what I found really interesting, and especially for people who are in the recovery community is people have found like a new purpose and even, not even just growing mushrooms, but consuming them. So there's like growing mushrooms versus eating them or doing both. Sometimes you got to have both, right? But I have to ask you, what what exactly is it for you that has been more beneficial? The consuming has definitely been more important. Uh, the I guess um, realizing there's, mycophobia in america and even more so on the navajo reservation they have taboos saying that uh, you'll have a um you know stuff you'll go blind is the main one uh is what they believe and i guess that has to do with the spores uh there's a lot of puffballs that grow on the uh Chushka mountain on the reservation so i can i know puffballs can cause temporary blindness so i'm sure that that um, I'm assuming that was the originator of the scare, um, but uh, I was I was just uh, really into uh, learning the mushroom stuff. But there was like no books at Barnes and Noble or Borders. I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico at the time, and they had there was really no books. There was uh, at the gas pipe this head shop, this where they sell you know glass pipes. They were selling a forty dollar Paul Stamets um the mushroom cultivator and i saved up my money for several months because um i was i had a grocery job and going to college for electronics but uh the scarcity of um like even like going to like i was looking in college saying oh, i want to be a mycologist you know doing this stuff there is no, no such thing um and that's why i i said I, i'm gonna have to find it online like i do everything uh everything's online I, w I couldn't wait for the internet to come along, and it's all there for free. 
most definitely, most definitely. It has never been easier to get information. Like, where are you? Are you are you still located in the reservation? I guess it's like a border town. So I the like for right now, like uh, for instance, there's a I'm documenting the the street people, and they're all coming. I mean, majority of them are coming from the nearby reservations, and it's just for the families that are looking for them. Um, and that's uh, so the the stuff that's going on on the reservation is is prominent here as well. It's and um, and uh, but yeah, it's I I was on the reservation. That was so I'm talking about the Navajo reservation being up north from where I'm at, and then. I grew, I was born and raised on the Zuni reservation because my father's Zuni and my mom's Navajo. Honestly, man, I, I, I'm, I really want to learn more about the tribe. So tell me more about where is it located? Like, tell me more about it. Yeah, there's, um, it's like federally owned. So like, um, uh, there's different laws for Zuni and different laws for Navajo. They have their own cause they have their own government. But uh, I guess it's like American-ish. Uh, <laughs> um, the like there's trading posts and uh, chapter house. There's chapter houses um, that's part of the government on the Navajo reservation. And in in Zuni, it's just so tiny. Um, it, it, it doesn't even compare to the Navajo res. Um, but the mushroom, the active mushroom scene is non-existent there was a, uh, a a dealer that came through and burnt everyone with uh duds that that weren't active at all and uh so there's this heavy stigma so when i was growing and trying to share it everybody was like nah no nah. yeah like, no thanks it's probably a dud you know and then and so it was like all right more for me because <laughs> uh, i was like i was just trying to share my personal grow and i never uh got i never uh became a dealer or anything like that because it's um, like I, uh, I guess it's kind of like, well, the streets, you know, the um, get a girlfriend and then the girlfriend wants to burn me or, um, you know, uh, um, you know, and then you know, go out and there's competition, you know, and, and the competitors don't want, you know, want to get rid of, you know, me as a competitor, you know, stuff like that starts, you know, is there in the streets. Uh, so uh, that's what I, I definitely didn't want part in, and uh, but I was going to like AA meetings and uh, giving out you know magic mushrooms and you know <laughs> going to the my therapy session group therapy sessions and uh, saying hey you know what do you think about magic mushrooms you know there's all this you know even scientific studies you should try it out and they're like you can kind of see this like reaction like whoa like. That's that that bat, you know, illegal federal stuff, you know, federal crimes, you know, level stuff, and then, but they're, you know, then you know, then they take it and they, you know, they they have the like this. So the magic mushroom stuff brings out to me brings out the the trauma from my past to face, brings up feelings that I never knew existed, um. And the, that I've been missing out on that, uh, in, you know, a healthy human should, you know, enjoy. So, you know, the good and the bad. And um, so, and then, yeah, so like good and the bad, there's also some good trips, some good experiences. It feels like a reward. So for me, it's like the, the best trip is when I go to an ego death, you know, where you're, you're humble. And then you go down into the dark path 
and you cry your eyes out till there's no more tears. And then life moves on from that. And then you're like, it feels like the angels lift me up and reward me for facing my fears. And then I'm in like springtime, uh, this spiritual plane where it's always spring there. And uh, it's, it's, written in bo- it's written in books, uh, but um, like um, Astral Dynamics is a book by Robert Bruce. He talks about springtime in that book. Well, what I'm kind of trying to figure out now is how do I get to springtime? Um, I mean, is springtime somewhere you go frequently, often, intentionally? Uh, what is springtime? Uh, well, for me personally, I sometimes end up there. Uh, and this is like mega doses, like 10 grams, you know, on up. You know, you get really blasted out into somewhere out. Um, but it's not really an escape, uh, definitely not an escape from myself, which is, I guess, truly what I was trying to do when I was advancing my addiction, uh, shamelessly, you know. Yeah, addiction sucks, trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, like, um, there was a friend of mine in the AA meetings, and, uh, he's, he was, we were, we were good, our hearts were in the good place. But then um, he started to backslide and was asking me to come drink with him. And then uh, I ended up backsliding and joined him. And that was January 6th, earlier this year. And, uh, and I said, you know, here he wanted, he says, you know, that we, I got to pick myself up. I got to make a bunch of money, you know, with your help. I'll, I'll just deal um, mushrooms and, uh, and, and I'll be making it big time. You know, th- there's always big money in uh, dealing. And I was like, okay, here's a, pick a jar of mushrooms and uh you know it was already set uh, you know it was already set and it was like you know here here you go um just um this is already grown it's already alive here you can have this and uh you can uh you can harvest it and and sell it so what does he do he eats a bunch of it and he has the, uh, an ego death and he was just scared out of his wits from this mushroom stuff and he was like i can't believe you eat this you know uh like once a month you know and I said, man, it, it's it's healing. It is really healing. And a lot of that stuff has to do, I think, you know, addiction as far as addiction. Like a lot of things stem within your family, I think. And well, at least it, it did for me. And mushrooms kind of allowed me, mushroom medicine kind of allowed me to start forming some of those relationships with people and my family. No, you know. My, my mom and dad, I suppose. And I'll never forget the first time I I ate mushrooms. You know, I had a couple friends over, and, you know, we, we ate some mushrooms and we're laughing. It was all good. But then they had to leave. And I was just stuck with myself. I'm upstairs in my room thinking my parents are talking about me. They're like, oh, yeah, we know. He's definitely on mushrooms, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's an idiot, waste of a, waste of a son. And, you know, I'm just thinking all that stuff that they know I ate these mushrooms. So I finally I go downstairs and I'm like, Mom, Dad, I know I did eat mushrooms and like I don't know what to do and I'm kind of freaking out. And my mom, bless her freaking heart, she comes over with these fuzzy socks and puts these fuzzy socks on my feet. And it was just like the one thing I was like that I would have never thought of me needing at that time. I'm like, dude, I need these fuzzy socks. <laughs> so I can definitely um, relate to that, you know, and that 
aspect and even this a small way but i guess my main point is is that it is healing and it it helps you form relationships you know with important people in your life and i think let's take that like my small story about the socks right i mean i've remembered that my whole life and um you know have relived it a couple times and i really felt my mom's um genuine care in that moment she could have freaked out and yelled at me and all this stuff but instead she didn't really care about any of that and it was just uh, you know the only thing that was important was that I felt better and that I was okay. And then, you know, that started having me look at my mom a little bit differently. Yeah. Being in the moment with them, uh, uh, like, like, uh, like the bad trip first is like dealing with my own crap that, uh, is making me crazy and lose control of my thoughts. I don't have a control of my emotions. And then, and then I face my fears and now I have more peace of mind. And then now I, with that peace of mind, I'm able to pay attention to somebody else besides me because I'm, you know, I'm narcissistic. And then I, I and then I'm healing from that. And then now I'm noticing like, you know, people like my mom and the tremendous uh, unconditional love she's given me. And and, you know, when I first, you know, was trip tripping, uh, she's like, oh, I, you know, I'm coming over. I'm going to come over and visit you. And I was in Albuquerque. She had to travel like two and a half hours to come visit me. And, you know, what do I do? You know, I was like, man, I don't got, I don't got nothing. I don't got no beer to, you know, stay buzz. I don't got no uh, wheat to stay high. I guess I'll just take these mushrooms. And then um, I took it and it wasn't like massive. I didn't even have, I didn't have any kind of visuals, but I could feel it. And I was like, like, uh, it was as if I had my mom under a microscope and I had microscope eyes. And I was like, I was totally in the moment with her. And, and that's, I think, when uh, that was the beginning of our relationship. But, you know, like you're saying, in the, I was just never in the moment with her, you know, but uh, I'm glad I, that, you know, in just like a, in a dough, in a, um, hmm, I just grabbed a bunch of mushrooms and put it in my mouth. I didn't even measure it because I was just like jonesing for something, uh, escape, you know, at, the, at, the, the, at that time I was so miserable and I, I was already growing and eating my own. But uh, there was a lot of healing that, that had to be done, and I was still early in that healing. So let me get this straight a little bit. So your mom was coming over, and you thought, damn, I just really need to eat a whole bunch of mushrooms right now to like deal with what's about to happen. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, she was a... Uh... She was coming over. She's so like, you know, I'm gonna come by and visit. Surprise! I'm in town. You know, I'm on the out, uh, outskirts of uh, Albuquerque. I'm gonna be over there in minutes. You know, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, my my la I drink my last beer. My buzz is going away, and I, I like, I can't be normal. The way my mom always said, "What's wrong with just being normal?" Like, you know, and I was like, because I I'm miserable when I'm normal. <laughs> when I'm when I'm not. When I'm not, um, you know, inebriated or you know, under some kind of, uh, you know, substance, but uh, and so I was always chasing that high, and and so that's, you know, the only thing I had were the mushrooms, and I was kind of like overwhelmed with how much it's blown me away in the past already, but I said so I'll just take a little dose, and it was, uh, and I could still feel it. It wasn't a micro dose, but it was something, you know, uh, <laughs> a little bit extra, and that's. That was the that was the situation I was in, but uh, lately, uh, whenever there's a dispute, there's tension rising. For instance, when I uh, when uh, my uh, 
uh, ex when I when I broke up with my ex, um, I had to go back and pick up you know important documents like my <laughs> like my mushrooms, <laughs> of, uh, you know mushrooms, and I say you know and I say okay I'm gonna take you know uh you know I'll probably take you know this this stem and maybe one other, and then and the I just eat and roll it. I, that's how. <laughs> I mean, but but uh, the the thing is, um, it's better with like um, pick like some kind of acid, like uh, lemon juice. It breaks down that um, it breaks it down so it's easier to digest. Some people have stomach problems. Um, I I I've I've not experienced that. I have heard of the stomach issues thing. I definitely have heard of that. I actually just did a little bit of uh, research lately on adaptogens on my last episode, so um, it's really interesting. And I don't, I'm not 100% certain if this have, um, applies to uh, psilocybin mushrooms, but uh, there's like adaptogens that help your body. You know, it helps you adapt to things, basically, and that's why it has its name. But the best thing I love about mushrooms is you find like these little glimpses of lessons and love in every moment that in um, a normal state, I would say in a completely sober state, you look past and, you know, maybe they're self-made and, you know, but I don't, I don't see the harm in it. You know, and it it helps people cope. It helps people be in a better day. Like, why not? Yeah, there's a there's inspirations of love, and I think that's why, like, uh, when my friend was hell bent on uh, advancing his uh, uh, his alcoholism uh, on January sixth, that was, uh, you know, he was um, when he when he had that ego death, it wasn't uh, welcome. It was. It was, it was fearful for him because I think, I mean, he was, it wasn't worth returning to because uh, I, I personally, you know, this is an assumption. It, I don't know the facts, but um, when I was in his situation, yeah, I, I didn't, um, I was heading the opposite direction than what the mushrooms were teaching. And, and uh, the, what the mushrooms are showing, like, for instance, what I mean by showing is like, they'll bring up the crap that, I did wrong against the people that love me and, and, you know, and I'll, and I'll be crying it out. I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll heal from that. I'll see my wrongs. And, uh, and I know that I did it out of anger because I felt that they made me sad. And that sadness comes from the trauma from, you know, earlier in my life down to childhood. Cause there's like m many trauma traumatic events. I've met, I've met people who, who just had one, and they're they're done, you know, and that's amazing. Yeah, I got the job done, but a lot of people just aren't ready to peel back those layers yet. But there's, you know, like you're saying, layers, and it, it just there's just so much. And so I'm, uh, you know, I'm glad that 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 trauma. Once you get rid of that seed, that trauma, you know, that caused the sadness, that caused the anger, that caused the that made, you know. And that where I make bad decisions to like destroy you know my health with alcoholism and you know burn the bridges of trust with uh with the people that love me um you know that 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 seed is gone and healed from and now there's more peace of mind and now I can have more control of my thoughts I have more control of my emotions 
Most definitely. Well, it definitely seems like you got a good head on your shoulders, and you know, given the the hand that you're dealt and trying to play, and um, the in between kind of being, um, you know, modernized and then traditional. It's really, I bet it's really difficult. But so, are you? Where exactly are? Is the the reservation like closed off, or can you go back? I guess that's my main my main question. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so like the like reservations, they're not closed off or nothing. Uh, in fact, it, <laughs> um, people do stuff. Uh, it's kind of funny. There's like witchcraft laws in Zuni, and if you are caught, you know, practicing witchcraft, you're outed from the reservation, and uh, the police will arrest you on site if they see you try to come back on the reservation. There, there's that kind of stuff that is, uh, you know, that has to do with the border. Um, Years ago, and I know in New Mexico, like KOAT, you know, will report it even though it's not true. One year, Zuni had closed down that Highway 53, and the, and it's a you know a highway that semi trucks use sometimes, and um, they closed. Highway 53 is uh, Arizona. Where are you at? Yeah, I'm in northern Arizona, on the uh, bo- um, like border town they call it, and there's border towns, and so like people usually go there to. I mean. You know, to shop and get what they need supplies, but then also there's the 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 alcoholics that come um, and then they uh, have a good time, I guess, in the downtown area, <laughs> and then they then they go back to you know go back home, <laughs> uh, usually on the weekends or several weeks. But uh, that's where I um, that's that I've been frequently going over there recently, but uh, to just make just because I have a heart for them. And uh, but also I ran into some people that were looking for for their their loved ones in the past. Uh, but otherwise, um, the you can always leave the reservations, but it's just like it's really hard. Um, there's really no um, the economy. It's just really there's a lot of poverty. Uh, there's sections that when you say poverty, do you mean like are these people suffering, or is this is like out of complete by choice, or just lack of money? Is that what you mean? There's not a whole bunch of people out on the street, I guess is my main point. It's not that bad. Um, in fact, with I mean, it might be with I don't I don't know. I can speak for Zuni for sure because that's where I was born and raised, and the there are young people like. Um, See, I'm like, see, I was initiated into the Zuni Kiva system, and then, and so I'm kind of, I can, I relate to them, so I can see it their way. The way I see it is like a closed, um, what is it, like a, a gated community. So if you want to listen to the other half of my interview with Jeffrey J, subscribe to our Plus program, Subscriber Plus program, and you'll be able to listen to the rest of that later today once I get it completed. I appreciate everybody's support. As we wrap up today's enlightening episode of One of the Best Herbs, I want to leave you with a thought. In a world filled with countless choices, why settle for anything less than the best? Your health and well-being deserve premium, natural, and authentic herbs. That's exactly what we offer. Don't take our word for it. Just experience it yourself. Visit our website now at cbdsurgeons.shop. Discover a world of pure, potent, and unparalleled herbal products. Remember, when it comes to herbs...
only the best will do. Thank you for tuning in, and until next time, stay naturally healthy and empowered. We'll talk soon.